Hey everybody, I'm Two-Tone. And I'm Mitch the Peach. Welcome back to the Hills Are Silent podcast, where we chop it up about the games of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Let's get into it. What's going on, Mitch? What you been playing lately? Oh man, I've, I've been playing a lot of stuff, and honestly, uh, the, uh, the common theme is Game Pass, kind of like we talked about last week. Sweet. Uh, I started off with Prey, a uh, 2017 version of Prey that I actually just finished recently. Um, yeah, I, it, a hidden gem, really. I, I, I didn't. Uh, I had heard that it's a good one to to play, and with Bethesda being acquired by Microsoft and all those games going to Game Pass, it seemed like a good opportunity to to jump in and play it. I, I will say though, I'm not sure. Uh, I know there was one previous to this uh, 2017 version, but it, it was hard at the beginning, and I was not expecting that. Uh, hmm. I died a lot at the beginning, and I I almost quit, but, but I'm glad I didn't. Um, yeah, it, it just took some time to, I guess, uh, to get some experience, and I guess to, I don't know, get your guy more neuromods is what they called, to like boost his attributes and make it so that he was more stocked up to handle uh, the alien life forms that they had uh, in the game. So it took a little bit, but once I got those neuromods and got my guy boosted up, it, it made the game so much better. That kind of reminds me of Dying Light, because at the beginning of that game, you start out so frail and fragile, there's everything kills you. But by the end of the game, after all your upgrades and stuff, you're just like a god, just tearing through zombies. Yeah, because they, I mean, they gave you so many options to to take out enemies. I mean, whether it's through like you, you had like almost like powers that were injected into you that you could use, or you could straight up shoot, you know, everyone, or you could avoid it completely and just, you know, go through, go a stealth mode and, you know, just go by, you know, enemies, which of course I did not take, but, uh, yeah, there was just a ton of ways once you got powered up uh, and you weren't so fragile to uh, to really take out people, and it, it became a lot of fun. Um, it, I think once I got going, there was just so many little things that I thought were were unique to it, like their inventory system or the ways you can like um, the ways you get ammo or you get health packs. They had a thing called the recyclers. So if you take out enemies you can pick up their remains or they drop, you know, certain materials. You take those materials to the recycler, which then gives you these cubes, which you use to create ammo, neuromods, health packs, armor packs through, um, through what they call the fabricator, which is the, another thing which you created. So they had recyclers and fabricators all throughout their map. And if you ran into one, that was the only way you could get more ammo or armor or whatnot. Hmm. But I thought it was super unique. Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. I've heard it's a good game. You're not the first person to tell me that you should stick with it until you get a little farther before you give up on it. Uh, I played the original Prey game, which I think came out in like 2005, 2006, around there. But from what I've read, this is a completely different game only related through name and nothing else but yeah i was wondering how it related if at all it it doesn't i think it's a completely different game that for marketing reasons they slapped the prey name on it 
I, I will say, even though it's completely different than the original one, if you have not played the original one, I highly recommend it. That's a really unique first-person shooter. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll have to go back. I wonder with the backwards compatibility features with Xbox, if the original one is uh, is available to play through through my Xbox currently. Yeah, maybe so. I played it on Xbox 360, but you can get it on PC too. I'm not sure if it's okay. on Steam or any of the the digital distributors, but I mean, you can find it somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> there's else. always a way. Yeah. Huh, Why well, I, I have Prey 2017 on PlayStation 4 and on PC, uh, along with the many, many other games I've got in my backlog that I've been meaning to check out, but I will dive into that eventually. Uh, anything else you've been running through lately? Yeah, man, I've uh, my October's been filled with just playing games. I have not done much uh, socially, so it's been a lot, I'm completing a lot of games in the backlog. Uh, Sweet. Just got done with Yakuza 4, okay. which, I mean, that's the fifth game that I've played of the Yakuza series and completed, which, I mean... It, it's crazy to think about because all those games are very repetitive and it's really the same thing over and over again of just beating the crap out of people yeah and they're long and too they're like 30 40 hour games they are so i'm surprised with all the with how repetitive it is that i've i've continued just mowing through them but i i think the stories have just hooked me they've just been really solid stories and i've kind of fallen in love with some of the characters um Majima uh, specifically, uh, the dude with the eye patch. Yeah. If you, um, yeah, he's been one of my favorite characters, and he's in all of them. So like, I don't know. Like, I just fall in love with the story and the characters, and just keeps keeps making me want to go to the next one. Nice. How many do you have left? So they have, uh, let's see, they have seven total right now. So I have, I've got five, six, and seven, and then there's like. They're coming out with like three or four more really soon too. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard. They to just announced a bunch of them. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so they're 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 changing the name now. So I guess um, only in the United States or I guess in North America it's called Yakuza. Everywhere else is called Like a Dragon. Hmm. So they're taking that name from the seventh game, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and just getting rid of Yakuza for all the newer titles they're releasing. Okay, that's a good strategy for making a shifting point over to right. using the real name huh, exactly cool. um aside from that one other game told you've been playing a lot uh is uh plague tale requiem is the one i'm in right now and that one is my honestly most anticipated game of the year that's the one really? i've been wanting to play this entire year and i never would have known the game existed again if it wasn't for game pass hmm. Uh, the first one came to Game Pass, and now this one is a day one Game Pass uh, That's feature. Awesome. So, so did you play through and beat the first one? I did. Yeah, I played the first one all the way through, probably you know a year or two ago. Um, so I've been anticipating this one for a long time, and yeah, it, it's lived up to the hype so far. Nice. Yeah. I like to uh, I like to with those games I like to say their rat physics are probably the coolest thing because yeah. like the rats swarm around like almost left for dead zombies just like it's just a huge swarm of them so I you know it it's definitely interesting uh, but enough about me I've I've played a ton let's uh, let's go to you what what have you been playing lately Yeah man you've been diving into more games than me this month. <laughs> 
Uh, I started playing The Order 1886, which I think was a PlayStation 4 launch title, or if it wasn't, at least came out really close to PS4 launch. I've put off playing this game for a very long time because it got really mediocre reviews, but I was like, I kind of want to play a short story-driven single-player game, and it's good. It's really good. I don't know what any of the reviewers were talking about back in the day because I think the story is really well done. The atmosphere is really well done. Uh, I mean, it's just like a standard third-person shooter, so it's not going to like set the world on fire or anything. But for what it is, it is a well-polished game. Yeah, I feel like I do remember that one because it was a launch title, and when it came out, People just said it was a flop of launch style, just a throw-in, you know, just to get something on the new console. But that's refreshing to hear that you, you think it's a, it's been pretty good. Yeah, and it's cheap to pick up. Um, yeah, and the graphics are really good. They still hold up. It was like a very good-looking game when it first came out, and it still looks really good. Yeah, I'm uh, sure it was it, it was used to pol you know to show the polish of the new console. So you yeah. Know, that, Absolutely. That's awesome. It holds up. So I'm probably about halfway through that. The other game I've been playing is Inversion. So I got to ask if you've heard of this one. I have not heard of Inversion, no. Okay. Most people haven't. I originally tried to play it on PC because you can get it on Steam. But for me anyway, there was a game-breaking bug where the whole game would just, it would just close just completely stop running just at random times and when i was playing it i was enjoying it it's a fully co-op game it's a third person shooter so i was really bummed that it just kept crashing on me so i saw that it's also on playstation 3 and xbox 360 so i picked up an xbox 360 copy of it because i mean again it's a game nobody's heard of it's super cheap right Unfortunately, there's no split-screen co-op on the Xbox 360 version. It's only online co-op. And even when I was playing co-op on PC, I think the servers have long been shut down. So you have to use um, like one of those LAN simulating... Um, I forget what they're called, but there's like Himachi or something like that. I can't remember the name of it. But anyway... It tricks your computer into thinking that somebody you're connected to on the internet, you're connected to instead by local area network. So it's great for keeping old games alive that have had their servers shut down, but still support LAN play, because that way you're still able to do online and co-op. Anyway, I had to do that workaround on PC, but this game is a total Gears of War clone. You can tell that it was made on the Unreal Engine. They reused so much from Gears of War. Like the button layout's very similar. The animation, they straight up ripped some of the animations out of Gears. Like it's almost like a, a, a reskin or a mod of Gears of War. So it's not as good as Gears of War, but if you want something relatively comparative, like if you just want to scratch that, that Gears itch, this is definitely the game. Just, does it have the uh, like the cover system kind of yeah. like Gears does? I'm telling you, it plays exactly like Gears, just a little jankier. 
But playing through that, uh, I've got a different computer than I did the last time I tried playing it on PC. So if I can get it to work on with my new setup, we'll definitely have to try to play through that online on Steam. I think the game's like three bucks when it's on sale. Oh yeah, that's that's an easy purchase right there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's been it for me. Just two single player games that are pretty short. Just trying to crank through them by the end of the month. So that's what we've been playing recently. I got to thinking. So I buy games all the time. They're super cheap if you buy them after they've been out for a while. But when we were kids, when you got a new game, that was something special because you either had to save up your your Christmas money, your birthday money, or you may have asked for a game for Christmas and you may just get one or two because they're super expensive when they first come out. Mm -hmm. So I was going to ask you, what is your earliest memory of being super disappointed in a game purchase? Yeah, that, I, I, I'm loving this topic because uh, it, it definitely brings back some memories of saving up that Christmas money and just blowing it all on games, you know, the first day. Because uh, if you go back, if you remember uh, in our hometown, Game Crazy was always open on Christmas Day. Yeah, those poor employees. And, <laughs> I know, poor guys. Um, but uh, I, on Christmas Day, I'm, I'm fairly sure one one year I went to Game Crazy and I saw on the wall there's you know they they put the new brand new you know on the wall of like any of the newer games that have just come out and there was a game called Worms Blast that came out. Um, this is a GameCube game from 2002, and if you remember the one, the original one was called Worms Armageddon back on Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. And that game was more of like a multiplayer, um, a multiplayer almost XCOM-like shooter where it was like turn-based and uh, you had like an arsenal of weapons that you could use and you had to take out your friend's worms. And there would be four of us on Nintendo 64 controllers playing that all throughout the night. So it had a ton of nostalgia for me. Oh, it had four-player co-op? Four-player co-op on Nintendo 64. Um, And it was great. So I see this one at at Game Crazy, and I'm like, "Holy crap, Worms Blast! Like, it's it's just it's got to be just like that one." Uh, this is a sixty dollar purchase or fifty dollars at the time. I mean, I'm playing full price for this game. Uh, so I bring it home and I and I boot it up on my GameCube. I'm excited. I'm like, uh, bring the friends over, you know, do some co-op again, and. Uh, yeah, it turns out it's it was a puzzle game, like sort of like, you know, the Peggles or even like Tetris or something like that. It it had nothing to do with the original game. Um, yeah, it, it, and it bummed me out so much. And I, I remember sometimes the, the return policy at the, the game crazy was not as not as nice. Uh, so don't think I got to get my money back either. So I was stuck with it. <laughs> yeah, man. Speaking of game crazy on Christmas. Uh, I've gone there the day after Christmas and the store was so empty. I thought they got robbed. I came in, <laughs> just all the shelves were empty. I'm like, what the heck happened? Cause I was pretty cool with the guy that worked at the store by my house. He's like, it's the day after Christmas, man. Everybody just comes in, spends all their Christmas money. It's our busiest day of the year. Yep. Yep. Good times. Good memories. All right. Well, what about you? What is, uh, what would be your first memory of, buying a game that turned out to not be so great uh man 
several come to mind. The very earliest game I can think of is I used to rent Ninja Turtles, the arcade game for the original Nintendo, the NES, all the time from the local video store. And I loved that game. It's such a good beat em up. It's a good port of the arcade version, which is even better. Uh, so I went to a video game store and got uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for NES thinking it was the same game, but it's not. There's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and then there's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. Mm. The other one, one that's just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles completely sucks. It is not a good game at all. Some people might like it, but I thought it was terrible. And I even think there's a part in the game where you cannot beat it. Like there's some gap that you're supposed to jump and they programmed it the wrong way, made the gap too large and you're never never able to jump it. That's wild. It's not like today where they could just patch that. You yeah. Know, <laughs> it's uh, just the way it is. Maybe there's some way to get past it, but I never could. Anyway, that game totally sucked. When I got a little older and I first got a Nintendo 64, the only game I wanted was GoldenEye. I played it at a friend's house, absolutely fell in love with it. It was the reason I wanted an N64. But when my mom took me to get the N64 and a game, she said, these games are expensive, I can get you one. I started reaching towards GoldenEye, and then right next to it was Blast Cores. Now, not long before that, I had gone over to hang out with my older cousins and one one of my older cousins was playing Blast Cores and he was just acting like it was the best game ever. He was on the phone with his friend. He's like, man, this game's so good, man. This game's great. So I, in that split decision, I sat down GoldenEye and grabbed Blast Cores and said, well, if my cousin said this was the greatest game, I'm going to get this instead. I've played GoldenEye. I know it's a good game, but let me get this. I got Mistakes home. Mistakes were made. Yeah, dude. Blast Cores, in hindsight, is not that bad of a game. But at the time, I mean, it was no GoldenEye. I got home. I was so disappointed. I was like, this game freaking sucks. And tried to return it. Of course, at the time, Toys R Us would not accept returns for open games. And I was stuck with that game for quite a while until um, until either Christmas or my birthday rolled around, and I finally got Goldeneye. Yeah, man. Yeah, you had it in your hand. You had the Goldeneye in your hand and Dude. set it down. That makes that makes the story even worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the regret was real on that one. That was, to me, I think. Even though the other one was my earlier memory, that was the more impactful one because I knew I really messed up with that. Right. And now here we are, as we talked in our last episode, they're, you know, remastering GoldenEye 007. They're putting it back in, you know, on Nintendo Switch. And I've never heard of Blast Corps until you just brought it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of slipped into obscurity and it's, yeah, it's not that great. Um, but here we are. It is 
October. You and I love scary games. I mean, the podcast is called The Hills Are Silent. Uh, we both yes. grew up on the Silent Hill games, grew up on the Resident Evil games, uh, Eternal Darkness, everything in between. Uh, there's a lot going on as far as scary games this month. First being that the Resident Evil Village Gold Edition is coming out, which I knew was going to happen. That's why I held off on buying Resident Evil Village because that's, that's what I did with Resident Evil 7. I was like, they're going to come out with the Gold Edition that has all the DLC. That's going to be the Ultimate Edition. That's the one I'm going to want. I'm going to want to play the complete experience from front to back. Uh, have you played Resident Evil Village yet? I have, yeah. I, I did not. I, I made the mistake of not waiting for the Gold Edition, but I, I did play it through Village on stream, and it was... Um, I really enjoyed it a lot. Okay. And I'm excited for this DLC. Nice. So you, oh, yeah, and I mean, the Gold... That's interesting to me that the Gold Edition is coming out the exact same time that they're actually dropping the DLC. It, it is, which, yeah, that is wild because that was not the case with 7. Um so I yeah. did buy the gold edition for seven. Yeah. yeah, with most games, it's they release the base game, they release all the DLC, and then long after that, they release like an ultimate edition, a gold edition, a complete edition, or whatever, whatever it's called. Right. So you beat just Village. a way to. I did. I, I beat Village. Uh, fantastic, but I think I like seven more. So oh, okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave that for you. I like seven more. I think. Okay, I. I thought 7 was good. It didn't totally feel like a Resident Evil game to me. So it, I kind of put myself in a different mindset when I was playing 7, and I've heard that 8 is similar to 7 in that regard. Yeah, I it is. I am really looking forward to the Resident Evil 4 remake that's coming out, although I don't think that's dropping until next year. Uh, I've played through 4 a number of times uh, I was actually very disappointed in 4 when it first came out because it was so different than the other Resident Evil games but after I got over that you know, I found it to be a really good game I would love to play Resident Evil 4 VR because that came out not that long ago although it's only on Oculus so if, if you have any other VR headset can't play it unfortunately one of those exclusive rights things that's unfortunate yeah but i was just at gamestop not that long ago and the guy behind the counter was telling me how good that game was and how well it translates into vr so at some point i'm gonna cop an oculus and have to try that yeah it seems like resident evil's doing it right with the vr because i mean apparently the seven seven in vr is very good and four in vr is very good so that's they're doing it right. Yeah. And Village, uh, going back to Village, this DLC is going to be the end of the Ethan saga. So it's going to be no more Ethan as the main character going forward after this one. Mm -hmm. They're going to really have to switch it up for nine then. Yeah, I'm wondering if they go back to, you know, characters from previous games or they, you know, they create someone new. Yeah. We'll see. Well, Silent Hill, which is near and dear to both our hearts. I remember when we were young playing through Silent Hill 2, 
having to use a strategy guide to get through it and just being totally having our minds blown by the this psychological weirdness of that game so as many people probably know konami is finally finally releasing more silent hill games and i have high hopes for them they are remaking silent hill 2 which that being my all-time favorite i am very excited for that but in addition to that they're releasing a new movie which i did like the first movie I don't remember the second movie, but I know I saw it in theaters. I don't think it was too bad, but... I... Yeah, I thought they were both solid. Yeah. So I There's am... way worse games made to movies oh, yeah. uh, than that. Absolutely. But looking at some of the other stuff they're releasing, there's not a lot of information, and I'm kind of confused as to what these other games are going to be. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see until they release more information. But there's Silent Hill F, Silent Hill, what is it, Ascension? Ascension, mm-hmm. And then, do you remember what the last one was? Yeah, then Silent Hill Townfall. Okay, Townfall. Which, yeah, I mean, there were some teaser trailers, but they didn't really reveal a lot. Um, not too much detail on the multiplayer with Ascension. Um, really just trying to get fans excited on that they're revealing anything at all yeah oh yeah they're getting the hype train rolling i'm excited <laughs> oh yeah i'm pumped can't speak for everybody but i'm glad glad that konami's making games again uh even though it looks like they're outsourcing most of these other developers uh, but they've got a lot of memorable franchises that i do want to see stick around uh, so yeah we'll we'll see when these games drop i heard that the PC minimum requirements for the Silent Hill 2 remake are really high. So I have slightly older hardware. I'm hopefully going to upgrade before that game drops, so I should be good, but I just find that kind of odd that the requirements were so high. That's interesting. And I'm wondering, I mean, if they do it anywhere near what Resident Evil has done with their remakes... I mean, we're in for a treat. I mean, it. I, they've seen how horror remakes have been done right with with Capcom and Resident Evil. I'm hoping that they they don't screw it up. <laughs> yeah. I will give it to Capcom. Their RE engine that all their new games run on is really well optimized. It runs super smooth on my computer. The PS4 versions run super smooth at high resolutions. Um, you know, all things considered, because a lot of PS4 games do not run at high resolutions. Uh, we also have the Dead Space remake coming out, which, I don't know, I'm as much as I love Dead Space, I'm not super hyped about that, just because I think the original game still holds up so much, I can't imagine how well they could improve on it. And then I we've got agree. Callisto Protocol, which is, in my mind, like the true Dead Space sequel, but I'll see if it actually plays like that when I get my hands on it. And I guess kind of horror adjacent, um, they just announced The Witcher, the original Witcher is getting a remake as well. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh, okay. 
check that yeah, out. Yeah, which that one does not hold up as well as Dead Space 1 holds up. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that one. Okay. I've never played the original one. I've only ever played the second one and the third one. Yeah, I, I played bits and pieces of the first one, but yeah, it's just it, yeah. it doesn't hold up well enough for me to you know, finish it all the way through. Got it. But anyway, speaking of upgrading PCs, which like I said, I'm going to have to do that. Probably not going to have the money for it at the end of this year, but end of next year's goal is to save up my money, buy just a beast of a computer to last me the next five, six years. So the graphics cards, it's just been getting crazy lately. It's like a new line. I feel like it's a new line of NVIDIA cards like every six months. It's like, our new cards are 10 times faster than the old ones. You might as well throw the old ones out because these new ones just put it to shame. So I'm like, all right, I guess I need the 20 series. And then six months after that, we just came out with the 30 series lines of cars. They're 10 times faster than the 20 series. You might as well just throw the 20 series out the window. So and when that's happening, I'm always like in the back of my mind, I'm like, all right, the ones that you're telling me to throw out the window, that's what I'm going to upgrade to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. And other things, these prices are insane, insane. I remember spending like 150 bucks on a graphics card and being like, holy crap, this is a lot of money. And then I remember the one time I spent like $300 on a graphics card. I was like, this is the top of the line one. This is like the nicest one out right now. But now we're talking $1,000, $1,500, several thousand dollars. It is insane. What you would pay for a whole computer just a few years ago, you're now spending on just your graphics card. Yeah, and it looks like rumors are that it is going, the 4090 will retail at $1,600. Oh, oh my God. It, like, what's the point? It's like games these days don't even take full advantage of these cards. You can no. run the latest games, 4K, 60 frames per second, on still on the 20 series or the 30 series. Like it's just, it's so much power. It's more power than you than you need for the next couple of years. And yeah, it's just, it's baffling to me. And a lot of the bottleneck lies in your CPU. So you may have the fastest graphics card, but even the top of the line CPUs are bottlenecking the performance of these graphics cards. It's just, it's impressive. It's impressive that the technology has just, is just running and running and just advancing so quickly, but it's just, it's almost, dare I say, excessive. <laughs> well, they're trying to get you to future-proof everything, which I get, but in the same breath, you're gonna run into issues, like there was an article that just came out, I think yesterday, that they're having cables within those graphics cards are burning. So there were some people on Reddit that were saying, oh, we, I, I was smelling smoke and literally the cables in those graphics cards are burning like <laughs> you know i mean uh, and yeah that's a real concern because you don't want to fault in a design of something that you're paying 16 1700 for i mean granted they're probably covered by warranties but yeah still that's a lot of money to buy something and have it fry a few weeks later i didn't hear about that that's interesting mm -hmm. Well, come next year, I'll probably be a generation behind. I'll probably just be getting a 3080, 3080 Ti, or something like that. Yeah, I agree. I, I've got a I've got a 20 series right now, and it it still runs. You know everything I want to play, but 
I'll, I'll probably upgrade as well come next year. Yeah, I am. Man, I'm on a 1070, if I remember correctly. So I'm I'm very behind, but it still works. I'm not. I may not be hey. getting the, the best resolution or the best frame rate, but it's still chugging along, and I'll need it to chug along just a little longer. I went from a 760 to a 2060. Really? That's yeah. A, whoa, wow. So yeah, you you held on for a bunch of generations. I, I, I held on for upgrading. a long time. <laughs> wow. Wait, which one did you say you got? A 70 what? Seven, 760. I think that's what I had before I upgraded to my 1070. Definitely, it was definitely the 7 series. I just don't remember yeah. exactly which one. Nice. It was good. It, it got me, it, it was my first build, and it, it got me through many years of college, and even after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can you can keep playing newer games, just got to keep shrinking down the resolution. <laughs> there you go. And the shadows, man. Shadows, they'll get you in performance. Yeah, I still even thing. turn that stuff off on newer cards, just because, like, it doesn't add that much to it. Yeah. Dude. All right, I have a story to tell you. A horror story. So, I'm ready. There is a used video game store. I'll leave them unnamed for now because I still enjoy them. Um, I don't want to tarnish their reputation or anything. Uh, and, but anyway, so I don't go there very often because they're over an hour drive away. So I saw they were having a huge sale where I think it was one of their anniversary sales where every day or every couple of days it was a different um, company was on sale. So like Nintendo was 30% off, Xbox was 30% off, Sony was 30% off. So when Sony was 30% off, right now I'm just on a PlayStation 4 kick. It's, it's the older generation. People are just giving these games away. So me as a collector, that's my time to come in and be like, I'll, you don't want this, dollar for that, five dollars for that, I'll come and scoop it all up. Uh, so it was 30% off. There's tons of PS4 games that they had that I wanted. And I bought just a huge stack of them. And most of the games came out to an average of $7 a piece. So I ordered them off the website so that they would put the order together, set it aside, and then I was like, I'll just go pick them up on another day. I went to pick up these games. They gave me my huge box of PlayStation 4 games, checked me out. I was like, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Drove all the way home through all this BS Atlanta traffic. Finally got home, set the box in the corner, did everything else I needed to do that day. Then that evening, I went to get the games out the box, Dude, half of the games were just the empty case. No. I was like, you got to be kidding me, man. What the heck? At first, I thought it was just one. And I was like, all right, that's all right. You know, it's not the end of the world. It is what it is. Like, oh, well. But then the next one empty. The next one empty. The next one empty. I'm like, did these people really just sell me a bunch of empty cases? Uh, anyway, I was bummed out. I called them. They, they were, you know, very apologetic. They were like, 
whoever was grabbing the games. So apparently some of the games they keep actually on the shelves, just taped shut. But some of the newer or more expensive games, it's just the case, and then there's a little code on it. Just like GameStop, you take the case up, and then they give you the game from behind the counter. Right. So whoever was putting this order together, they were just grabbing all the cases off of the shelves and just saying that's it without considering the games that are behind the counter. So that's what ended up happening. Uh, but they told me they had all the games. I gave them the codes for codes off the case that tells them where the games are behind the shelf. And the guy's like, do you live close? I'm like, nah, dude. <laughs> like, I'm all the way out in Atlanta on a good day. It's an hour to get out there. And I just drove two hours to pick these games up yesterday. Like, I'm not about to drive another two hours today to pick them up he's like don't worry about it we'll just ship them to you so all right at least a good ending to your yeah story. so they resolved the issue they were totally cool about it um and i love this place they they clean all the games they resurface them like everything is top notch when you buy it from them so anyway that's just that was just a huge disappointment this weekend yeah it as much as I love, you know, secondhand game stores, that that that's pretty disappointing. <laughs> yeah, and I've I've had some weird stuff when I've bought games secondhand. Uh, I found drugs in a game case before that I bought at Game Crazy that we were talking about earlier. Uh, and so when I was living in Marietta, Georgia, so for those watching who don't know, both. Mitch and I are originally from Peoria, Illinois. Uh, we no longer live there. I've been in Atlanta for uh, 12 years, I'd say. Man, has it been that long? Yeah. Yeah. I've been in Chicago for six years now. Yeah, so so we've, we've been out of the city for a long time. When I was living in Marietta, Georgia, there was a, a bookstore that sell, that's still, well, it's still there. There's a bookstore that sells used games as well i bought a copy of uh burnout for playstation 2 and when i got it home and opened the case the receipt from when the original from when it was originally first purchased back in like 2001 was still in the case and it was from eb games peoria illinois that's wild <laughs> Like that was meant to be. That was yeah. meant to be for you to purchase that. I was like, well, and this used bookstore was right next door to my apartment, like walking distance. So I'm like, this game, like me, came all the way from Peoria, Illinois. And this game was bought in Peoria 20 plus years ago just to end up in a used bookstore right next to me. And I just happened to buy it. I mean, like, what are the odds of that? Yeah, that, man. Yeah, that's. One in a million, <laughs> even more. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we uh, covered everything we wanted to talk about on this podcast. Uh, Mitch, you got anything else you want to chop it up about? No, I think I think we're good to to close it out. That was uh, that was a lot of good info, a lot of good stories. It, it was a good time. All right, cool. Well, yeah, another one in the bag. Thanks everybody for tuning in, uh, especially if you made it all the way till the end. You can find all of our episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can follow us on our social media accounts. Mitch, you want to let them know our social medias? 
Yeah. So uh, your Twitter is at Hills Are Silent. Instagram is Hills Are Silent. And then our YouTube is also is The Hills Are Silent. If you have any questions or comments, you can also send them to our email, hillsaresilent at gmail.com. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye, everybody.